previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Our younger ones thought the swear word, the four-letter swear word that starts with an F was funk, F-U-N-K. And so he would get really, really mad and start throwing like a crazy temper tantrum. Funk. Like, I'm not going to eat these fucking chicken strips. And it's like impossible, impossible not to Could laugh. Could not laugh. He's <laughs> fucking... Be like, God, you're so dumb, you don't even know how to swear right. It's episode 173, 173 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. We have another guest, Magdalena Shalaki. She's on you this said show. Ring confident. Yep, I'm looking at the pronounce. It's, it's spelled W S E L A K I, which I would have said. Wizalaki, but it's Shalaki. Well, I feel like that's close. Yeah, Shalaki is her name. All She's right. a holistic health coach. We're going to talk to her in just a minute. We're going to call her in a little bit. But first, uh, Rick, today is Monday, and it is day one of my once a quarter week of no caffeine. Okay. And it's it's always. <laughs> do what how's it going so far it's i feel like as i'm getting older i've done this for like i don't know three years every i have it on my calendar every quarter every three months i do most mark rogers I know, of, by the way i know it's like very... crapping in the pants <laughs> man i was just talking to someone about that and i can't remember <laughs> Yeah, I was just talking to somebody about, about how crap. I can't stop grabbing my pants <laughs> and I'm a grown man. Oh, maybe it was like, I'm on a pretty good streak. I have like my longest streak ever. It's like two months. <laughs> 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 no, but so by the end of this week, I'll be fine with no coffee. And that's when I usually tells me like that I needed to do this. But like the first two or three days of no caffeine of any kind, no chocolate, you know, no caffeine. I... I mean, it's just, a, I can't describe it. I just feel like I'm in a fog. I feel like I have an infant baby. <laughs> You're just like, a, <laughs> like your head's in the clouds, kind of. Yeah, you don't know what time it is. You don't know where you're, what you're supposed to be doing. Like, there was one point this afternoon, and that's the funny thing. Like, I never drink coffee past, like, 9.30 a.m., but it's like, it obviously is very much still in my system in the afternoon because, like, it's the afternoon where I really notice it. Like, I'll have some, like, some... Chai, Kai, how do you say that? T, Chai, I think. Kai, Hai, Hai, and uh, with some heavy cream. Jewish tea, Mark. (laughs) Some baklava and some. (laughs) That's not a Jewish food. What is it? You need to go some Jewish people. Uh, (laughs) What's baklava? Is like the Jewish bread, like that they eat. I believe it passes. What's What's baklava? uh, It's a. I believe it's a Greek. you don't, you're not sounding not, very. Uh, you're not. Sa- you're not sounding very. Uh, very confident. Balaclava. It's like a hood, like uh, you know, yeah. well, like ma- almost like a ski mask, just with one giant hole in the front. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Mazeltov. <laughs> so if I'm uh, if I'm dragging a little bit, that's why. And I feel like as I've done this, like day one and day two get, is getting harder. Like I remember the first when I first started doing, it, I was like, ah, no, this is easy. I'll be able to do this. How do you? What's the purpose? Why do you do this? So put yeah. What? Yeah. So if uh, <laughs> would you say go strict alcohol? 
No, no, well, I'm saying, <laughs> why do you do this? Just to punish yourself. Oh, I think you said just because you're going to go strict alcohol. I was like, no, that is not <laughs> the, the point. I'm placing my morning coffee with a... Uh, a Eight-ounce glass of Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With some heavy cream in it. And warm it up. That's a hot toddy. Um, so it's uh, you will get uh, where you get sort of desensitized, just like anything else. And so your body, you know, just like with like cigarettes... You know, you give somebody that's never smoked, just make them smoke a cigarette, and they'll, they'll probably puke. It's a quite a huge effect on your system well you find somebody that smokes six packs a day and that you know they smoke six packs a day like it's just your body gets gets used to it and so about every three months if i do this like and, and if, if i feel bad that that's me my body saying yeah that you needed to do this it was time uh because you're getting a little too used you to said, it. you said about every three months but just a couple of minutes ago you said you have it on your calendar I feel like you're probably doing it exactly every three months. That is accurate. Because that's the most Mark Rogers thing. That is accurate, my friend. (laughs) So don't try to act normal. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't really guess. I just want to time a certain time. Uh, Except like, you know, three-ish months. Whereas like like clock is... January 1st, April 1st, (laughs) July 1st. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the deal. So I'll have coffee like Sunday morning. And then I won't have coffee again until the next Sunday morning. So, like, on Sunday morning, when I have coffee, it is, at, like, it's unbelievably, like, you can tell that you hadn't had it. You know, like, it's, it's your reset. Because, like, that coffee, you feel like there's, like, a, a physical, like, I'm, I'm wired. Like, it's, it's... I have never felt like a, uh, I got a caffeine jolt. Right. I drink two cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Uh, and I have a, uh, and I really hate using this, but we have like a, how do you say a Keurig? Keurig, Keurig. Or, yeah. There's something, we've had an internal debate on how you pronounce it, but we've got one of those at, at work now. And so instead of making coffee at home and bringing it with me, well, I'll, and I, I hate using it cause it just generates so much trash. Uh, and it can't be good for the environment, but it's really convenient. Neither is your car. Uh, neither is my, my what? Your car. That's a good point. Oh, we can do car talk, by the way. I got bad news on the old Volkswagen. Oh, no. Finish, uh, yeah. finish caffeine talk. If you stopped but doing like, caffeine never... for a week and then you had a, a, a cup of coffee, you would feel a caffeine jolt. See, there are plenty of days that, like, uh, not plenty of days, but, like, uh, on the weekends, maybe. Like, I don't. We didn't. Don't need it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't feel like I need it either, like, during the week. It's just, it's part of a ritual. I have right. a lunch crew. And now we all drink coffee together in the morning yeah. before our day starts. And so it's more like a social thing for well, us. Well, if you, like, I would be interested, like, take a, you know, at the uh, risk of being ridiculed, take, like, a little bag of tea. <laughs> or or do no, just or no, just do, no, like, no, a... That was the instantaneous ridicule. Yeah. Instant. <laughs> you come in with your little tea bag. Okay. <laughs> and I bet you... You don't feel like it does anything. I bet if you went a couple of days without it, you would be like, "Holy mackerel! I need coffee." Well, then I'm not going to do it. Then I know. Well, so here's the thing: I always say this: if you feel like you need coffee in the morning to get going, you don't need more coffee. You need more sleep. Correct. Very good. What happened to your Volkswagen? Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if we've talked enough about my car on the show. And we have uh, uh, four I, minutes I, before we need to call Miss Shalaki. I can tell this for me. Okay. I drive a 2004 Volkswagen Jetta. <laughs> what are you, a homeless person? My, 
My wife and I bought it when we lived in Ohio. We actually bought it the year before we got married, so it even predates my marriage. Wow. Uh, and I have taken a great amount of pride in driving this car. because How many miles does it have on it? And uh, I felt like it was very fiscally responsible. And I set a goal several years ago, like five or six years ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive this car until the wheels fall off. Oh, no. I'm going to drive it. I don't care what it looks like. It's a transportation box. Gets yep. from home to work. I'm good. Well, the uh, I've had some issues with like the uh, girder, the rotary girder. Light. Okay. The, yeah, the rotary girder, the inline specs. The rotary <laughs> girder. Uh, I just with the thermostat light coming on, and I've taken it to the shop a couple times, and it's a guy who's you know right down the street from our office, so it's not that big of a deal. And today I took it in. He's because uh, the thermostat. How many miles does it have on, on it? It's like, not that many, 176,000. Right, that's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my your frame of reference, though, I was really hoping to squeeze 200. 200. Yeah. That's that's when I would have felt very confident. God, you're like but another year he, away. He was like, you have, uh, well, no, no, like two years away. I don't drive. I, I oh, actually okay. get my work car home. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. So. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Two so years. I don't put that. Yeah. Like now, I'm not putting. I was putting like 1,500 miles a month on it, but now it's more like 750. Like because my driving's cut in half. But um, he said like, hey, we, I've tried a couple different things in this thermostat, and I think what's happening is there's some sort of internal leak. And then he starts talking about stuff like head gaskets and stuff like that. Oh, and I was gosh. like, hey, all those words uh, are why I take the car to you. Yeah. I don't know what they mean. Uh, let's uh, talk. Talk, uh, talk turkey here. Like, what's uh, what's this going to set me back? And he's like, uh, probably about twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. And I was like, Jeez. I'm not going to pay three thousand dollars to resurrect, uh, to pull a Lazarus job. Well, that's on my, nearly. Uh, it's probably nearly totaling it. That car can't be worth oh, more yeah, than four. Oh yeah, it's not worth. No, yeah. it's, I, I blue booked it several months ago, and it was like five hundred dollars, but. It's been paid off. Uh, we paid it off right before our first kid was born. He's now 10. So I feel like I've done, like, I feel kind of sad. Yeah. I was really going to get 200 out of it. But I feel really accomplished because I took this thing and yeah. a lot of people, and I'm, if this is how you do it, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, judging you, but like a lot of people, they will, uh, you know, uh, trade up their car after like having it for like, you know, five or six years. Uh, and to me, that doesn't make any financial sense at all. And so I pride myself in being a very frugal human being. And, uh, I feel like I have gotten, and he said, uh, there's another thing wrong with it. Uh, it's the catalytic converter, but he's like, Hey, with the coolant thing, he's like, you're good. As long as you just like once a week, top it off, you'll be fine. But you can't pass the inspection Uh. without catalytic converter and the inspections due in August. But little does he know, I got a little get out of jail free card. You're a cop. So if I wanted to, which I'm not going to, but if I wanted to, I could drive it with basic impunity for several months when the inspection's out. Because, (laughs) listen. You have a badge. Yeah, but I wouldn't wouldn't take advantage in that fashion. But I could if I wanted to. So I have until August to uh i'm going to go shop for some gently used cars looking for something with under like maybe two thousand miles Ooh. And, uh, very sensible oh, you're gonna like feel like that. you're in a mercedes anything you hey, buy for real i'm serious <laughs> if i drive any car at all now it feels like i'm driving a mercedes <laughs> that's what it feels like because a honda accord <laughs> satellite uh or like uh they have like a bluetooth backup. 
cameras. Yeah, Bluetooth. And like Bluetooth. Yeah. You can put your phone to it, and it is like, whoa. Like you're in a spaceship. The yeah. other day, we had to take our uh, – we have like a backup car at work. Like it's, it, it's for like out-of-town trips, and we had to take it when we went to uh, a conference like a month ago and uh, or two months ago. And it's like a, an 08 – like Malibu hybrid, and it's kind of a piece of crap. But when I was driving, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't smell like melted crayons it's, when I get out of this car." It's all about this perspective. How, this must be how the other half lives. Yeah. So everyone, uh, let's pour one out for uh, the car my kids call gray car because gray car. It, it's gray. gray car. My, I had a I had a Honda Fit, and I drove for like seven years, and it was a like tiny little go kart looking car, and it was a. Yeah, it was destroyed in a in a hailstorm. I was really sad. I was almost a hundred thousand miles. I I bought it new. It had fifteen miles on it, and it was a standard. I, I so like, there's that kind of sense of sadness when you like take everything out of it for the last time. Like you spent a lot of time in that car. Are you gonna be sad? Well, this car. It's a huge piece of crap. Uh, the I should take a picture. You should please. Please. But like the uh, I was driving on the freeway once, and the outside mirror on the passenger side literally just came apart into a thousand pieces oh and just gosh. like burst like <laughs> while I'm driving. Uh, the sunroof uh, will just periodically come open. Okay. You'll hear it just, and you gotta like reach up and turn it and close it back. Uh, it's, I, we talked about the melted crayon smell. <laughs> it's inside of it. Uh, it's imp- like Volkswagens go through like light bulbs, like brake light bulbs, headlight bulbs, really fast. turn signal bulbs. You wouldn't believe, but they make it incredibly difficult uh, to change them. You have to find like an eight millimeter socket wrench to do it yeah. instead of just, you know, like other cars. So I actually hate this car and I'm going to be glad to get another one, but it, I have you'll be really sad. enjoyed not having a car paid yeah. for the last decade. Gosh. Yeah, that Malibu that I had before I traded in for this other one, like this, this, like one of the seat bolts wasn't even attached. Like one side of the whole seat, driver's seat wasn't attached. The trunk wouldn't open. The like it was just like the seat, the radio didn't work, CD player didn't work. Also, also uh, the electronic door locks. Well, the the key fob only unlocks the driver door now. So I have to do the thing where like you lean across and yeah. open all of the from the inside <laughs> like our parents uh, used to have to do with us when we were well, child, children that's what, like when you're a policeman and you're impounding a car and it's a huge piece of junk because lots you end up impounding a lot of piece of junk cars that's how you have to get in and so that's what everyone at work would make fun of me <laughs> they say it would make the best undercover car of all time because it looks like a piece of garbage yeah. car <laughs> awesome well uh pour one out for the gray car yes for gray car okay um we need to call magdalena magdalena Hey, Mark. Did I say Magdalena correctly? You did. It's not Magdalena? No, uh, stop. Magdalena is fine. Magdalena, yeah. not Lena. Mm-hmm. Lena. And Rick is on the... Magdalena. Rick is on. Magdalena, yeah. And Rick, Rick, Magdalena, Magdalena, Rick. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for uh, for giving us some of your time. We really appreciate it. Of course. Gosh, you guys are great. I'm just so happy to be on, on this podcast. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're recording, so we are going to go right into this. And so you are a certified holistic health coach and author. It's Magdalena Shalaki, right? Yeah. Ha. Yeah, I think you're one of the very few people who got that right without preps. Well, it's, you know, I am a oh, world, tra- no, I'm a world traveler and I've seen this name in all my world travels. I, yeah, so that's how I know that. That is a lie. Mark <laughs> is lying to you right now. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Well, okay, so I can't wait to hear your story because it, it seems very interesting. Where are you from? Where are you right now? I am right now, I'm back in Boulder, Colorado. Cool. And that's where I live. Uh, and uh, But, you know, originally, you can probably hear from my accent, I'm not American. I, um, I'm pretty much a global citizen, really. I, I was born originally in Poland, but my dad's travels took us around the world, and then I took myself around the world. And so, you know, that was a big part of my own health journey was really kind of looking at how the world uses food as medicine and applying a lot of that into my own, you know, my own diet, my own recovery. Yeah, that is interesting. And we're going to talk about this, but it's like how, how humans have done things for the majority of human existence on earth. Like there was, you know, we we're still around. So some of this was working. And so it's like, we think we can come in and just like, uh, science everything up and, and there's not going to be any, any side effects to that. But tell us your story. I know you, you had a, a journey of, of hormone imbalance and uh, autoimmune stuff. Tell us all about that. Yeah, so, you know, um, it, you know we, we like to tell a story from a time we were diagnosed, right? But, you know, I think we need to realize and, and really like to convey the, the, the message that hormones take you know, hormones is a result of hormonal imbalance is a result of a lot of other imbalances that go on in the body for a very long time before eventually the hormones go out of control. And, you know, in my case, it was just the fact that I was not a breastfed baby. Um, my mom bought into the 1970s story of mother's milk not being as nutritious as powdered milk, right? So Which I was is crazy. Yeah. Baby. I know, I know. But, you know, it's, here's a doctor and a nurse telling a mom who's, you know, who's never had a child, her first child, and they didn't know any better, right? And there was no internet, and there was no strong voice back in the day. And so, you know, my mom was, wasn't a hippie, so you just went with the, with the flow. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it is, um, and it's, and, and, and I mean, I started paying the price for it right away. You know, my immune system was so weak. Um, the, the, in the first month, I already ended up in a hospital with pneumonia, right? Oh. So, of course, they pump you in with antibiotics, antibiotics yeah. right? So, that further destroys the microbiome, the, the gut bacteria. And, you know, the result it was that I had so many food sensitivities uh, right from day one, covered in eczema. I don't remember much when I was five, but I do remember being to the, taken to the hospital for drainage, to, to drain my ears from all the pus that was, you know, was building up. Uh, constant sinus infections. And as it often happens with food sensitivities, they evolve to something different. So in my, you know, my going into my early 20s, it was cystic acne. And I have to tell you guys, I mean, I was covered with acne. You're talking about cystic, right? So they, you know, they look like these little volcanoes and they leave deep scars on your face, on my face, not just on my face, but on my back, on my front, even on my butt. Um, you know, horrendous migraines, terrible PMSs, always swollen hands. I didn't know anything about water retention back then. And I always felt as I always looked as if I was four months pregnant, having that, you know, that bloat, especially like after a latte or a bowl of pasta. And, you know, a simple search one day on the internet, you know, as a girl, I was so pimply and I thought, there's just no way I'm 27 years old. Why am I looking this way? And a simple um, article that just popped out in my, back then, Yahoo news (laughs) (laughs) said, you know, why is it that children in Papua New Guinea have no acne? And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so fascinating, so true. And, you know, at at that time I was living in Malaysia, which isn't all that very far from Papua New Guinea. And I knew that deep inside a jungle, like Malaysian jungles in Borneo, for example, kids don't have pimples, you know, let alone young adults. 
and so I, you know, this, and so that was a starting point, basically me believing that food can tremendously change things. And, you know, I didn't stick to it for, for a long time. And so, um, over, you know, over the course of the years, I developed Graves' disease, and then later it became Hashimoto's disease. Both of them are autoimmune diseases that attack the thyroid. In the case of Graves, you become hyper. So, you know, you, you, you basically, you have heart palpitations, wake up with night sweats and um, anger, be angry and just anxious all the time. And, and then I got, you know, put on a pill and cold, cold cured. <laughs> and then, of course, seven years later, it all came back the vengeance I was then diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease um, because I was so fatigued and you know you guys so I still remember the doc turning my file around and she said you're 36 years old of course you're fatigued <laughs> oh my gosh like that's just so, your lot in life because you're such an old lady at 36 which is how old I am <laughs> right right so you know so that was that was really when I, I re-looked at my entire life and that point um, I was diagnosed when I was working and living in Shanghai in China and you really have been all over the place you've lived everywhere I did I have and you know and that was a big inspiration for the book just to um, because you know like, like I was saying at the beginning these countries there's a very um, there's a very blurred line between where food and medicine starts and begins you know yeah. And, you know, when you have a tummy ache, you, you know, you, you, you give in a ginger tea, right? Or, you know, or the Indians will cook a soup that's got a lot of spices in it so that it makes you sweat and, and actually increase your body temperature to fight off whatever bug you're fighting with. So it's, it's always been used very medicinally. Um, but, you know, but that was really my, my turning point in 2008 when I realized that if I don't get out of China, toxic environment, super stressful job, I used to work in advertising working on Fortune 100 brands. So, you know, all the iconic brands that you, you know, I pay big bucks for. <laughs> um, you know, I was the girl on it, but, and and it was kind of sexy, but then the reality of it was that I was the girl on a, you know, Sunday night going somewhere in, I, I was covering the region, right? So I was like on a flight to Singapore, or Taiwan or whatever, doing, working on my presentation slides to be ready for a Monday, you know, and living off crappy hotel and, Aeroplane food. So all of that just really came back and bit me in the butt big time. And I realized in 2008, if I don't change my work style, the whole, you know, pushing myself and getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going to the gym and doing, I was a semi-professional athlete while I'm working till 9 p.m. and, you know, having stressful job. If that doesn't change, I'm going to run myself to the ground. Yeah. And so that was a pivotal moment. And, you know, fast forward today, I've been doing this for a decade now. Um, I set up my business as a, you know, really teaching women how to use food, nutrition, nutrition to rebalance our hormones. And today as a 45-year-old woman, I feel better than I fe felt when I was 25. I'm in total remission from Hashimoto's disease and Graves. Um, you know, none of the estrogen problems. I, I used to have a lot of... Um, a, a lot of issues with estrogen, you know, I have like all the genetic predispositions to be a perfect candidate for an estrogen receptor breast cancer. Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't even have lumps when I take care of myself. Um, you know, in adrenal stuff, I mean, I had a huge adrenal exhaustion. So all of that has been cleared, you know, with just massive changes. And that's what I'm so passionate about, because that stuff really works. <laughs> what are what are some of the uh, like must eats? Like the foods that you've got to get in. I know a lot of times we talk about on this show in our audience things to remove, um, which we can mm -hmm. talk about that in a second. But what are your what are some of your foods that you're like you got to have this? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, and I love your question because it's really about, you know, really enriching our lives rather than be limiting it and living from a place of deprivation, right? So, yeah, so, you know, one of my big go-tos would be flaxseed. Uh, I really love it, especially like two tablespoons of ground flaxseed a day uh, does a whole bunch of things. Number one is that it brings in high quality, both soluble and insoluble fiber, right? And you know, fiber is so vital in cleansing us out. So like having a good bowel movement, right? Flexit is going to help with that, sweep everything out. And what a lot of women don't realize is that we got to have a good bowel movement in order to get rid of the metabolized, the, you know, the, the, to detoxify us basically from estrogens and thyroid and all the hormones need to be pooped out. <laughs> if, if we don't poop all these hormones and as well as other toxins re-enter our bloodstream. And right? Rick, so, it doesn't matter where you poop. You just need to poop. Your pants is fine. If you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are places where you should poop, and those places are bathrooms, Mark. Well, all right. That's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're in the middle of a forest, you need to do it. Thank you. Do it, you okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you're in the middle of a forest, I will give you a pass. On what if you're course, on I-20, Rick, between Weatherford and Ranger, and there's no gas station? <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot go poop on the side of a highway, Mark. Well, that is also your opinion. All right, back to the must-have foods. <laughs> Well, the cool thing about pooping on the side of a highway is that it gives you a full view of your poop and it actually tells you a lot of things about what's <laughs> exactly. going on. Exactly. You see exactly what's going on. Don't encourage him here because he will go and purposely go find a highway and crap on it because you said he could. So. Okay. Well, I, you mentioned flax seeds. What about like, uh, like psyllium husks or what, like metamucil? Is that, does that do the same oh, yeah. thing as flax seeds or yeah. is that. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so that will be a really great source of fiber as well. That's going to accomplish the same what you, you know, what what flaxseed will do. But um, flaxseed has got other properties which other like psyllium, for example, doesn't have. And the biggest thing with flax is that it helps us to detoxify us from estrogens, and it also acts as a natural blocker from estrogens. You know, not all estrogens are bad, right? All hormones get metabolized. You get it broken down in the gut and the liver to the good guys and the bad guys. And it's the bad guys that are causing a lot of symptoms such as, you know, whether it's thyroid nodules or fibrocystic breast in women or even breast cancers in women, right? The estrogen receptor positive, uh, endometriosis, fibroids, you know, PMSs in women are all due to the so-called bad estrogens. And the beauty of flaxseed is that flaxseed parks itself in the receptor of the of the bad estrogens blocking the, basically the bad guys from coming through and doing the damage that I talked about. And so that's a very unique um, property. But also flaxseed naturally contains estrogens. We call it phytoestrogens. So for women, for example, who are going through night, you know, night sweats and hot flashes who are going through perimenopause and menopause, who need a, just a tiny bit of a boost with their estrogen, flaxseed is a wonderful source of that. So it's a very unique and incredibly potent food. Awesome. Um, so do flax seeds, everyone. Um, I have a question about, uh, we're talking about hormones, especially in, as it relates to women. I have a wife and two daughters who are eight and seven. And I've, you know, obviously I am not a woman, so I can't speak from, from experience. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on, like birth control and hormone regulation and like and like a science messing with the reproductive system. Is there a safe way to do that? Yeah, you know, um, no. So uh, 
I mean, that's the Western medicine's answer to, you know, to women having hormonal problems, right? Like, you know, you got PC, women who's got PCOS, so you got zits on your face, or, you know, you have irregular periods, right? The doctor's response to this is, well, let's put you on birth control pills, which fundamentally, you know, um, I think it's up to the listeners to kind of decide whether fundamentally does it agree with you to be taking um, a, 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 you know, a, a basically a hormonal replacement with, you know, for a different purpose other than birth control, right? But furthermore, this study is now coming out that a number of things. Number one is that that you're talking about adding, giving yourself synthetic. Uh-oh, did we lose her? Right, so even if for the months, and never, are, you, are we still here? Yeah, okay. yeah. Mark, are you here? It, well, it, it, it cut okay. out, the recording cut out for a second. You said, it cut out right when you said giving yourself synthetic, and then it cut out. Synthetic what? Hormone? Right. So Right, so synthetic estrogen and progesterone. And, you know, and the joke of this all is that a doc would tell you, this is the lowest dose as if, as if there were, I mean, have you met anyone, any woman, you know, who needed a higher dose because she, because her constitution was different or because she was maybe more on fire or something? It doesn't exist. The point is that they all are the same, equally bad. And, and when we give, when we take synthetic estrogens or progesterones, our own body stops, stops producing our own. That's the first problem. Second problem is that they are absolute mineral and vitamin muggers they suck everything out of a woman's body and women become so nutritionally depleted when they are on birth control pills you're talking about vitamin b's which are huge for the liver about full about magnesium gets depleted and now the latest research is also showing that it changes the microbiome birth control pills basically shift the bad bacteria you know, the balance towards the bad bacteria from the good bacterial flora. And, you know, and overall, I mean, this is the reason why so many women put on weight when they are put on birth control pills, they lose the desire to have sex, which is kind of ironic, right? right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and just feel absolutely awful, really off. And it's a really, in, it's an early indication if a woman is feeling off taking birth control pills, even like no matter how low the dose is, it's an, it could be an early indication that she's having estrogen, a condition called estrogen dominance. So listen to these symptoms, and if that makes if a woman feels bad on that, immediately she should get off it. And I don't believe that, especially like with young girls, that's not the way to regulate our hormones. Right. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not a doctor, obviously, and I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> my wife's about to be, um, and not that kind of doctor. But I just it just seems to me from a simply human perspective, which is what we talk about on the show, like yeah. like your physical bodies. Number one purpose on earth is to pass its genes on to the next generation. I mean like hunger, thirst, sleep, everything is is driving you to uh, that. So the, the way we're social, all that stuff. So to me like messing with that system seems like, like – right? Like it's like the breastfeeding thing. Yeah. It just seems like – doesn't that seem like – taking breast milk away from babies like doesn't that seem like there's gonna yeah. be a consequence to that like it so anyway we don't have to keep going down that road because i know that's it kind of sensitive like to, some, for, to some point where we're almost kind of trying to like reinvent the wheel on some of this like we were created uh you know however you see fit but like oh you know over you know our evolution over time has evolved to where we are supposed to do a certain thing it's pretty obvious like the breastfeeding but like we we get in the way of that because we think we're smarter than we are. 
Absolutely. And, you know, and you are you are addressing that on a conceptual level and I and I'm completely on board with you on the, with this one. You know, what, what I have also seen in my own practice working with women is that when you put a woman on birth control pills, you're not addressing the root cause of her problem. Right. Yep. And let, let's just say this is a girl who's got PCOS. She's 15 years old. Right. Her she's beginning to have very irregular periods and she's got zits all over her face. She's beginning to get. Uh, losing her hair on top of her hair, you know, of her head, but and also develop start developing facial hair, right? So all the wrong places, and it her self esteem suffers. She is feeling really weird. She's putting, beginning to put on weight on around her belly like never before, right? Right. And you know, and so the doc measures, looks at her hormones. It's like, well, she's got high testosterone, right? Maybe high blood sugar levels. So birth control pills is going to help us regulate everything. Her period is going to come back. And it might work for three months to six months, but then guess what? It stops working because we are not addressing the root cause of a problem. Yeah. And when this person keeps going like that, then she goes on to developing a full-on pre-diabetes and eventually diabetes because, mind you, like in the case, for example, of PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, the root cause of all of that is predominantly metabol metabolism, so high blood sugar levels, which then causes high testosterone in women, too much, right? right? So, you know, you're not completely not addressing that. And these poor women, three months, six months, one year, whatever it might be, later, I just constantly are in this vicious cycle of struggling, then addressing yet another symptom, you know, and going on diet pills, right? Because she can't lose that weight. And now spending like tons of money on some magic formulas to get her hair back, right? And then to get, you know, hair off her face, right? And you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, so it's, you know, I, I'm just looking from like a very pragmatic point of view, like how women have been suffering this whole time just by absolute mistreatments and misdiagnosis and, and really bad treatment of, um, you know, the medical institution. Well, and it sounds to me like if a woman is having issues with her menstruation or losing hair or acne or something like that, the problem isn't that, those are symptoms of a larger problem yeah. instead Absolutely. of trying to treat each one of those symptoms it's like going to a doctor with a broken arm and the doctor saying oh, i bet that hurts here's some pain medication have a good one well you have right. to set the bone you have to get to the actual root cause of that and so you would think that like if someone's having all of these laundry list of symptoms that there would be more of an idea of hey let's try to figure out what's causing all of this and that will clear up all of the symptoms in the end yeah, it kind of so, reminds so me of, of, uh, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, um, of, uh, uh, like a heartburn, you know, it's like, okay, heart, I have heartburn. Yeah. yeah give, give them a uh, heartburn med medicine instead of like, stop eating the foods that are messing with yeah. your system. We'll mask the yeah. symptoms and then we just keep eating this, the stuff that's and then, and that, that medicine is going to have side effects and it's just a, a continuous cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And since you mentioned, you know, what is the root cause of all of this, right? In terms of women's and this is for men as well it's just so it happens that i work with women because i feel like most um most of the time women are the more proactive uh creatures <laughs> in taking care of our health no <laughs> no you don't think so <laughs> yeah i get i get strep throat and i have a 105 fever for like four days i'm like i don't want to pay the 20 dollars <laughs> okay i'm not going to the doctor <laughs> um so, you know, talking about the root cause of, of and this is really men or women, it's, it's the same thing, is the, the really the foundation for good hormonal balance is to have a well-functioning gut, um, have a, a liver that is able to detox, detoxify us from all these different toxins, including hormones, 
and having a solid sugar balance. So those three things, gut, liver, sugar. You know, once you get these three things under control, at least to some extent, um, by adding some foods that you mentioned, you know, we talked about flaxseed and then removing some of those inflammatory foods that are creating havoc, you know, we can be golden. And like you talked about symptoms, going after symptoms after symptom. The amazing thing about when you, when you take care of these three bodily systems, um, you know, a lot of the hormones immediately start rebalancing themselves. And women don't even need to go and, you know, be getting on birth control pills or be getting, um, uh, you know, whatever, let's say, black cohosh if they are, um, you know, if they are having hot flashes or, um, you know, removing hair from their lips because they have, they are struggling with high testosterone, right? You know, all these things become completely unnecessary when you do the three fundamental things, gut, liver, sugar. Well, and speaking of three things, one of the uh, questions on here, what are your three favorite hormone balancing superfoods? Yeah, so we talked about the flaxseed, yeah, right? And, you know, I, I mentioned like why I love it so much. Um, the other, you know, the other, the second one, and that's a huge part of my cookbook is, are the, um, it's, a, it's really not just one food, it's a group of veggies called the Christopher's vegetables, a brassica family, right? The brassica family is basically a cabbage family so that you will have things like all the cabbages, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. bok choy. A kale? I had absolutely. kale today for, uh, for dinner, Rick. You probably didn't have kale today. Oh. I did not. I had broccoli for lunch. Oh. Very nice. Oh, Very well. nice. So you Thank you. Doing, Thank you. <laughs> you guys are doing the right thing. Um, I, yeah, I do so, what I can. Know, yeah, so these, these foods are contained, you know, I'm just going to give you like a little bit of the biochemistry behind it. So just to, you know, so you guys know that like there is real science behind all these <laughs> things. Uh, they contain a substance called DIM, D-I-M, which a lot of women take that when they have estrogen problems. Uh, it stands for diolidomethane. And what it does is basically it's a natural estrogen, um, um, a, 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 a estrogen detoxifier, you know, from the body. And this applies for men as well, because guess what? Most of the issues men have with prostate and men boobs. Yep. So men who are growing boobs, right? And mm, then, you know, like lower. looking at surgeries to get their boobs removed. Well, guess what? That's because of excess estrogen yeah. in men, including prostate. Something that, you know, is not being really talked about. And just by having those three, four servings, so like three, four cups a day of cruciferous vegetables are going to help men as much as, and women with, you know, w women will be, it will be tremendously helpful with anything to do with estrogen dominance. So things like, you know, the things I mentioned with breast lumps and breast cancers, but also, you know, when, when we store fat around our hips and butts, that's typically due to estrogen um, dominance and PMSs, irregular periods and losing babies, you know, miscarriages in the first three months, right? Um, you know, thyroid nodules, um, fibroids, endometriosis, all of these conditions are due to estrogen dominance. And so, just three, four servings of these veggies a day are hugely helpful to deal with that. Hmm. I have a, uh, or had when I was in high school, a nodule on my thyroid, and it hasn't been an issue, but every now and then they'll have to biopsy it, and that is mm -hmm. the worst. You get a guy standing over you with a needle that's just jabbing into your neck at breakneck oh. speed. It's the worst thing ever. And Oh, ugh. gosh, yeah. Anyway. Um... Okay, so that okay, so cruciferous veggies. And then what was the third one? Well, or was um, that it? Why don't I mention? Why don't I mention a couple of them for you guys, and you tell me which ones would you like me to talk about? Okay, how about that? 
Let's do that. Uh, broccoli sprouts, pomegranates, uh, liver. Ooh, let's do liver. Liver. Oh, yeah. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are such caveman. I used to eat <laughs> liver a lot. Rick never will eat liver, but I used to eat it. Uh, quite I a lot. have never eaten it, and I cannot imagine myself eating it. You're going to have to really. You have your work cut out for you here, man. I used to swallow it raw. Anyway. Go ahead. Oh, wow. We were talking about two very, very uh, contrasting, like you guys on the opposite side of yes. the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, so let me give you uh, a couple of um, reasons why I like livers, and, and then I'll give you a couple of recipes to try and see what you think about that. Um, so the reason why I love to look, work with livers, first, of, first and foremost, if you look at historically, livers have been always given to the very rich, so is either the kinks, kings in societies or the sick people that were given livers. And that's for a good reason. They are incredibly nutrient dense. So let me give you an example. For instance, when you compare 100 grams of chicken livers, right, and compare this to boring grilled chicken breast, boring. also 100 grams, right? We are talking about, take a a guess, you guys, how much more vitamin B12 is there in chicken livers as compared to that dry breast? I'm going to say 10 times more. And so that was Mark. I will say 24 times more. (laughs) So take the 24 and multiply it by 10. So basically we have 234 times more vitamin B12. And this is, this is, you guys, this is taken from the USDA, um, USDA's uh, nutritional database, right? And this is not even, I don't think they even consider that for organic. So I suspect even organic might be even higher than that. So check this out. So that's for B12, right? right. What about iron, right? Um, do you guys want to take a guess of how much more iron is there in livers? All right. So I felt like an idiot the last time because I guessed too low. So I'm going to say <laughs> 4 billion times. <laughs> 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 no. So it's it's forty times more iron, uh, right? Way off, <laughs> and ten times and ten times more zinc, which is zinc is so important for helping supporting our immune system, as, as you know, amongst that, a lot of other things, right? So I get all the iron and zinc I need by eating old tin cans out of trash can <laughs> like a goat. So I'm good. Like I don't Tom Tom Wilkerson. <laughs> awesome, you covered. Um, so, you know, there's um, in my cookbook, the Cooking for Hormone Balance, there's a couple of recipes of converted chicken, uh, sorry, liver haters to liver lovers oh. or acceptors at least. And one yeah. of them is called the Easy French Pate. And, you know, it's just it's just how it's cooked with, with the sweet onions and with some sherry and with tarragon and lo- using a lot of ghee. I don't use butter in my cooking because it's, it's a dairy-free cookbook. But I'm using ghee, right, which is which is basically clarified um, butter. And, you know, that is an absolutely, I mean, it's one of those recipes when people go to France and they have a bit of pâté, they go, oh, my God, that's so amazing. What, is what that? was that? And people go, that's chicken livers. And, you know, and the, and, and, and the person who hated livers all this, all this time goes, yep. oh, my gosh, that's, that was so amazing. I can't believe it. Um, so, yeah, so give it a chance because it really, you know, it's um, – and I think part of the thing, especially in the, in the, in the United States, um, most people haven't really learned how to cook with organ meats properly. And they right. over, either overcook the livers or they don't use the right spices with it and just taste terrible. When you overcook any organ meats, including livers, 
it's disgusting. Yeah. So it's there is a trick of knowing when to stop cooking it. One of the you know things to look for. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, we are running out of time. Um, so I want to give everyone a chance to, to be able to find you. Where can they find you online? Talk about your book, all that good stuff. Promote yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I think just the best thing to do is check out my work. Go to Amazon. Look up my cookbook. It's just come out. It's called Cooking for Hormone Balance. And it's um, it's not just a cookbook. It's a protocol book and a cookbook. By the way, did you guys get a copy of it yet? No, we didn't. <laughs> I would love one. Oh, yeah. I will get that. I will get that sent over to you. Awesome. I'm, I have it right here. I'm, I'm clicking on this link. I'm going to put it in our show notes. It's five stars, 78 uh, reviews. Look at this. I know. it. The book Very just good. released a few days ago. So wow. it's been pretty – it's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a protocol book and a cookbook, you know. So it's not just a whole bunch of recipes. It also shows you protocols, like for people who have whatever hormonal condition and imbalance that a person has. There are specific protocols showing you what to add, what to remove. So all the research has been done. It's easy, and the recipes are truly, um, you know, I I really kept it simple. And we talked about at the beginning how I've traveled a lot, you know, but yet I kept the recipes simple. I don't expect our audience to be buying weird ingredients um, on Amazon. So that's that. And, you know, um, my the, my website is called Hormones, but then as HormonesBalance.com. Say that again. HormonesBalance.com. Hormones with an S. HormonesBalance.com. Got it. Dot com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been great. I know I feel like we uh, we have a lot more we need to talk about. So maybe Jimmy can set up uh, another time for you to come on later this year. But I really appreciate your time. This has been awesome. And this will go up on Friday the 20th. Fantastic. How about that? That's awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, and thank you for all that you're doing for everybody out there. Good luck with everything. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. I'll send you a link uh, when this goes up. Fantastic. And make sure that you, could you email me your mailing address as well so I can get the publisher to send you the book? Absolutely. We'll do that right now. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Magdalena. All right. Great, great All right. you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There, there it is. There Magdalena. Oh. I like, uh, yeah. That was a Hormones. Uh, That's pretty funny. Listen, Hormones uh, is funny She got one. me closer to trying liver than anyone ever, ever has, has before. Um, Still not going to eat it, but so, like, uh, closer than anyone has ever done before. So. Hold on. So you... That's off to her. I'm going to send her um, your address, which is... Uh, where should I have... Well, we'll talk about it in yeah, a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Okay, so the simply human tip of the week is something you can start doing today yes. to become a more healthy human, and it's this. Buy flax seeds and eat them. this? Buy Magdalena's cookbook, because, man... <laughs> If there's one thing that we have issues, I say we, me uh, speaking for humans, it's like, what am I going to eat tonight? What am I going to yeah. eat? What am I going to eat? And that seems to be the thing that people struggle with the most yeah. when trying to live a you know simple human life. So buy the cookbook. The cookbook will give you in- answers of things and how to cook them yeah. and how to cook them and make them taste good. I mean, uh, the, the... Uh, I won't eat liver, but I'll eat other things, so I will do that because like – when she's like, eat some flax seeds. I'm like, all right, I've here. I have my hand full of flax seeds, and I'm just pecking at them like a bird. <laughs> no, I have to find something to put them in. Put them so, in yogurt or something, uh, will, or your I, smoothie. Yeah. Here. Or if you don't want to buy the cookbook, you can create your own podcast and then have her on as a guest, and she'll send you a free one. <laughs> or you could just buy it it's because not worth it's way it. easier that way. Yeah. Okay, Rick. If you and I were going out to a, a, you know, we're not going to Pollo Chicken from Breaking Bad. We're going to like a real restaurant. Is that what it's called? 
Poyos? Los Poyos. Los Poyos, yes. We're going out to Outback or somewhere really nice like Red Lobster. How much are okay. tip and everything? Don't how much? Me. How much are we? How much are we going to spend? To combined, me and you together. If I'm telling you, like I sometimes tell my wife, and that's, hey, listen, get whatever you want. Yeah, here. yeah, it's a special yeah, occasion. <laughs> what are we spending? Uh, I don't know, like probably sixty-five to seventy. The cookbook is twenty-eight dollars. Okay, the, well, and how many times can you eat? Yeah. Uh, can you use the cookbook? Can you only use it once and you're required by law to throw it away? Indefinitely. Nope. You can use it well, as much as you want. It feels like that $28 is a good, solid investment, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll do it. Flax seeds the and buy the book. book. All right. Well, uh, okay. next, hold on. Let me look very quickly. Nobody leave. God, the Rangers suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're getting hammered earlier. It's over. Um, <laughs> next good. week is nobody. Then we probably won't record. Then we've got Cedric Bertelli. Then we've got Carolyn Dean. Then in June 11th, we've got Evan DeMarco. we got all these guests lined up. This is so much fun. Um, next week, it may just be you and me talking. I have a funny... Uh, uh, I, I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to the Human Zone, Dylan, who we're going to a Rangers game with next month, uh, regarding a sandbox. A sandbox. A sandbox story. So we're going to tell that. Um, but other than that, Rick, that'll do it for this edition of the Sim Human Podcast. And remember... All right, so I felt like an idiot the last time because I guessed too low, so I'm going to say <laughs> four billion times. <laughs> no, so it's, it's 40 times more Dang. iron, uh, right? It's way off. And 10 times... So until next time, enjoy yourself.